Texas, America, and the world. This is the Dankoff Report with Mark Dankoff coming to you on RBN Live on Friday, March 1st. And our special guest today is once again Dr. Patrick Slattery. What is the topic? Aaron Bushnell, to be sure, but specifically the Aaron Bushnell rally or a candlelight vigil that is taking place this evening in San Antonio in a handful of hours at 5.30 in the afternoon. And uh, for those interested in the exact location on Ashby, which I believe is in the 800 block of Ashby, uh, check the roadmap after the show is over. Our fundamental question for today is this. Should paleoconservatives and Ron Paul libertarians who are in the San Antonio area and in South Texas as I speak, uh, join this candlelight vigil today in San Antonio at 5.30 in the afternoon? As I pointed out in the promotional video for this show on V Contacta, uh, it's a couple of relatively pinko organizations, along with some unspecified groups, according to the media, that is supporting this candlelight vigil. We have the Bernie Sanders-oriented Democratic Socialists of America. Uh, we have something called the San Antonio Collective Care Group, which Aaron Bushnell was a part of when he was an Air Force airman here in San Antonio. Fascinatingly enough, I would say without question, on that basis, I would be glad to be there. Those of you who share my political views on this insane situation in Palestine and in Gaza, and certainly in terms of what Global Homo is trying to do to the Putin regime uh, in regard to continuing to support this idiot Zelensky, uh, would be uh, folks uh, that would be uh, certainly welcome at this rally, obviously, which uh, presumably is going to be both poignant uh, and reverent uh, and, uh, and respectful of the memory of Aaron Bushnell. On the other hand, and this is where Dr. Patrick Slattery comes in today, there are dangers lurking here in San Antonio, potentially, that anyone who goes to this rally needs to be aware of, especially if you are coming from the right-wing end of the American political spectrum and are there honestly as someone who wishes to participate in this candlelight vigil for Aaron Bushnell. Number one, the FBI is here. Number two, the CIA is here. Number three, the National Security Agency Global Internet Surveillance System is headquartered in San Antonio in conjunction with Bill Gates and Microsoft. You have both U.S. Army and U.S. Air Force Intelligence here, including the particular U.S. Air Force Intelligence Detachment, that Aaron Bushnell was a part of in his brief career in the United States Air Force. We have the stormtroopers of John Hagee of Cornerstone Church and Christians United for Israel here. We certainly have Shabbat Lubavitch here. The Anti-Defamation League of B'nai B'rith is well represented here, both above board and below board, as far as this entire South Texas area is concerned. So these are the dangers in terms of a potential incident taking place at this rally. We hope it doesn't happen. It probably won't happen. But nonetheless, if you plan on attending this rally, uh, evaluate your own position on this very, very carefully. So in terms of Aaron Bushnell, in terms of this candlelight vigil, in terms of what Dr. Slattery witnessed as a rather undercover observer of the Charlotte incident, we now turn to him and ask him the fundamental question. Uh, Patrick, if you were in the San Antonio area this evening, would you or would you not attend this rally and why? Well, I mean, my 
first instinct would be to attend the rally. I think it's uh, it's good for the Ron Paul slash libertarian slash paleocons to associate with pinko commies when uh, they have similar views, similar interests. Yes, right. so my promotional video made that clear, that in terms of participating with our counterparts in the American left in a situation like this, uh, absolutely on that basis, I have no problem with our participation uh, on that issue alone. I think well, that needs I to mean, be said. Obviously not. If from time to time you call me a pinko commie. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> Especially at the time you almost drowned uh, swimming the candidate dodging the draft in the Vietnam War. But that's for another show. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, it, it, was, it wasn't so much drown, swimming. It was like walking through a beaver swamp. But um, Yes. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, yeah, well, there's a reason that there's a reason that Canada has the beaver on the back of their of their nickel. But um, then you raise the concerns about it potentially being some sort of trap, a la Charlottesville or January 6th. And, you know, I, I observed both of those. I, uh, I was covering uh, January 6th for RBN, and I was covering... Um, Charlottesville, actually, for the Daily Stormer, I was associated with the Daily Stormer at that point, um, and they turned into massive um, cl- um, fluster fluster cucks or whatever. Yes. So, I mean, whether or not I would would attend uh, would be based on um, what whatever information I could get regarding the likelihood of uh, this event turning into a, a similar trap. I don't know if it will or not. I don't know enough about it. Uh, well, you my- know, the, the, the one thing that I found interesting, certainly in terms of the deep state's animosity toward the American right, uh, clearly the deep state had a vested interest in turning this uh, January 6th event into a false flag provocateur situation. Certainly, that's what they did in Charlottesville. In terms of the fact that it is uh, predominantly, if not exclusively, here in San Antonio, in terms of the Bushnell uh, candlelight vigil, something that is, uh, at least in terms of uh, public attribution in the media, being supported by the left, you think the deep state would uh, would lay off on it uh, on that basis? I mean, I, I wonder. I would, I would think so. I would think so. My, the only concern I would have would be if somehow the um, uh, if you started getting these these groups that are sponsoring it, uh, if they started saying that that uh, right wingers aren't welcome. And that that would be a red flag as far as I'm concerned, Uh, as far as I know, that's not happening. Yeah. And as far as I know, there's no indication of anything like that that I'm aware of. Certainly now we're we're some four hours and uh, 15 minutes or so away from this rally, or I should say candlelight vigil beginning uh, in San Antonio. I think it's 800 West, West Ashby where it's happening. Not far from your favorite German uh, or uh, your uh, favorite Russian-owned bar and mine, uh, <laughs> all the time you were here in San Antonio, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, going to be in the, in the so-called San Pedro Park, which is not far away from San Antonio College here. So that's the general location for folks to be aware of. 
But uh, again, I found myself in evaluating this thing once I was tipped off by one of our people last night uh, up in the Austin area that this event was going to happen in San Antonio. I found myself wondering, is this something that uh, some of us on the responsible paleo right and the libertarian right should attend or not? And, and again, I think it's a, a flip of the coin. and It's an individual decision to be sure in regard to such a thing. But uh, again, keeping Charlottesville on January 6th in mind, I would not absolutely rule out the possibility uh, that with all of the national security and pro-Zionist forces that exist here in uh, San Antonio, Texas, that uh, certainly the potential is there uh, for something to happen, uh, whether it's a minor irritant or worse, so that people uh, from our end of the political spectrum who choose to attend uh, I, I, simply, uh, I certainly would affirm that on the basis of Aaron Bushnell himself and the basis of the statements that he was uh, making and trying to make in regard to the Israeli genocide in Gaza that our uh, government is uh, fully supporting, uh, obviously, and, and, and evilly supporting, obviously. Uh, I certainly support the Aaron Bushnell event on all of those bases. But again, uh, folks, if you're planning on attending here in San Antonio, uh, in the next, uh, 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 you know, what is it, uh, four hours and 15 minutes or so, uh, just be advised that these are, uh, these are considerations to, uh, to weigh very carefully before you make a decision as whether to show or not. In terms of Bushnell himself, Dr. Slattery, and this, uh, this self-immolation of Aaron Bushnell uh, in front of the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C., uh, what kind of an impact do you think this is having internationally uh, in regard to the fact that this is being covered all over the world? It's been given a lot of play in the Iranian press, the Russian press, uh, other uh, uh, international press around the world have duly noted this young man's decision to do this and the fact that he was not only a U.S. Air Force airman, but that he was involved in the United States Air Force Intelligence here at Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio. Uh, what what sort of what do you see as the uh, is the political implications of this tragic event uh, in terms of uh, international opinion on this Gazan thing, as well as any domestic American uh, political fallout uh, that may uh, come forth in the wake of this young man's uh, tragic death. What, what's your reading of this? Well, the United States government and uh, the American populace in general is just way out of step with uh, with international opinion and, and reality. So I guess uh, in December there was a general uh, assembly resolution calling for a ceasefire and ten, only 10 countries, uh, mostly specs on the map, uh, voted against it. And I was looking for um, the date of a more recent uh, General Assembly resolution that I, I heard Alexander Mercurius talk about. I couldn't find it. Uh, but, but according to Mercurius, on a, in a more recent vote, uh, the only opponents of the ceasefire, only, peop- only countries voting no, were the United States, Israel, Micronesia, and uh, Nehru? And now, keeping in mind, keeping in mind that our African American Jewish 
Jewish uh, representative to the United Nations, Linda Thomas Greenfield, the hyphenated name. Uh, she uh, quite prominently cast the uh, cast the vote of the United States uh, to veto uh, uh, this General uh, Assembly resolution. And there have been a is lot of comments. Yes, she is. You bet she is. And uh, that's that's a matter of public record. And that's that's drawn some attention once again uh, in the international media, uh, not simply to the uh, to the irony of an African-American person uh, casting this veto. uh, But in this particular case, she she is also Jewish. And in this particular circumstance, uh, that has drawn further attention to the disproportionate number of, of Jews, frankly, who are in the in places of decision making power in the Biden administration in regard to American policy in in uh, Palestine and in this Gazan tragedy. So that uh, that's that's gotten some play, too. And, and in the international media, it has not been lost in irony that uh, Linda Thomas Greenfield is an African-American and is Jewish at the same time that Aaron Bushnell uh, is a white American whose father also served in U.S. Army intelligence, I understand. Uh, Aaron's early life uh, and, and, uh, and uh, young adulthood uh, were impacted by being involved in a particular Roman Catholic activist organization, I believe, called the Community of Jesus. Uh, that has been duly noted by people researching his background. It's kind of a fast, fascinating juxtaposition in this case of, the, of, uh, of Bushnell as a U.S. Air Force airman in the intelligence business. His father was in the intelligence business uh, for the U.S. Army years ago, I understand. Uh, you know, the kid uh, is uh, a, a white American, uh, Roman Catholic influence and so forth. Uh, he takes the stance that he has, uh, that he paid for with, voluntarily with his life uh, to support a free Palestine, as he put it, and, it's, and to stop this Israeli genocide in Gaza. And yes, folks, this is a genocide. And the American government, your government, if you're listening to this domestically, is taking your money to pay for this garbage and this horror. Uh, and then on the other hand, again, you have an official American representative at the U.N. who is both an African-American and is Jewish, uh, who basically vetoes uh, any ceasefire resolution. So that seems to be a very paradoxical uh, and painful irony in this whole thing as well. So, uh, yeah, like I like I was saying, the United States is is increasingly isolated. Uh, I, I, you know, I saw um, Max Bloom. What's his name? Um, Blumenthal. Yes. Yeah, Max Blumenthal. Yeah, on the gray zone, and he was being interviewed by somebody. I can't remember who. And I guess it was Judge Napolitano. It was Judge Napolitano. And, you know, he was just going into all sorts of uh, evidence about the uh, the... I'm sorry, I'm struggling for words, but the genocide. Uh, yeah. it, you know, it's, 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 it's irrefutable. And uh, and he himself is is Jewish. He's the son of um, some Clinton Clintonista schemer. But uh, Max, Max Blumenthal has uh, been dedicating his life to uh, 
Well, I, th- I th- how, how would you say it? You could say he's been dedicating his life to, to trying to pull the uh, Jews back from the brink. Um, it's, it's, it's really horrible. But uh, the thing is, if, if we were just to um, go along these lines of Republican versus Democrat, conservatives versus liberal, then what are we supposed to do? I mean, this what's going on with uh, Israel in conjunction uh, and, you know, in um, sequence in, in sequence with what's happened in Ukraine, this has destroyed the uh, the United States standing in the world. And like, yeah, on the one hand, yeah, we have to acknowledge that that our government has been completely hijacked, been hijacked for a long time. And so it, uh, we, we should welcome that, you know, if we can't have our government to ourselves, which we don't, we don't have our own government, the government that has been weaponized against us uh, to the extent that they are um, humiliated and uh, disempowered, that's a good thing. But, you know, nevertheless, it's, this is just a, a massive event. And um, if, if we're to stick to the same uh, scorecard, the same player roster that, that our elites have established for us, then we're stuck with the Boltons and the Pompeos and the Gateway Pundit, and we have to rally around Israel because there are our, um, there are supporters. You know, there are best friends forever, and we have to be appalled by these uh, blue-haired demonstrators at at colleges who are complaining about the genocide. We will be back with Dr. Patrick Slattery on the implications of the Bushnell tragedy when we return on the Republic Broadcasting Network with the Dan Koff Report from San Antonio. Stay tuned. Do you begin to smell some funky little things going on? Let me share this story with you. It's not so much a story. It's something I wrote years ago. Read your history, people. Stock markets collapse on Friday. Bank seizures, closures, holidays take place after business hours on Friday. Do currencies or governments also collapse on Friday? (laughs) Tomorrow's Friday. Will the end come on this Friday or will the inevitable collapse hold off for a while? The next round of the worst financial crisis in a hundred years is coming, people. And the government is out to make you and I pay for it. Will your savings survive a global banking wipeout? What happens when the U.S. sees hyperinflation? What if taxes soar not only for the rich? Can you survive the stock market tanks? Look, between a stock market wipeout, waves of bank failures, soaring government spending that will lead to hyperinflation and the destruction of the dollar's value, isn't it time that you prepare for the uncertainty which lies ahead? Protect your money now or forever kiss it goodbye. My friends, I offer you over six decades experience of hard asset ownership and knowledge. And I'm prepared to handle the smallest detail in the balanced protection of your portfolio. For as the future of uncertainty continues to blanket this nation of ours, I believe that I can offer you the privacy, safety, security, and possibly some profitability which you deserve. 
And so I invite you to visit SierraMondrePreciousMetals.com for further information regarding protecting your wealth. Or call me, Jeffrey Bennett, at 602-799-8214. Or by email at LTD at Cox.net for a private consultation. Once again, our phone number is 602-799-8214. It's almost Friday. Health Simple with Kalwara Shilaji, fact bit number three. Shilaji is the supreme yoga vaha. Within Ayurveda, Shilaji is the singular substance that towers above all other herbs, herbal minerals, and earth-made adaptogens. Yoga vaha refers to substances that have the ability to synergistically make better and carry other substances to its prescribed destination. In the case of Shilaji, most any herb, food, or mineral is amplified with ionic potential, superimposing superior efficacy with increased cellular energy and absorption rates. One of the best applications for Shilaji is to add a drop or two into your favorite herbal tincture and foodstuff. Simply put, Shilaji makes other substances more effective. Look for the Gold Mountain and Medical Symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. I can't hold it on the road when you're sitting right beside me And I'm drunk out of my mind Merely from the fact that you are here And I have not been known as a saint of San Joaquin And I'd just as soon right now Pull on over to this side of the road And show you what I mean we are back. You are listening to the Dan Pop Report live on this Friday, March 1st. On the uh, occasion of this uh, impending uh, Aaron Bushnell uh, candlelight vigil here in San Antonio taking place in approximately four hours from now uh, down on the San Antonio 800, or I'm sorry, San Pedro 800 West Ashby, uh, a section of town. Uh, if you are interested in attending this, and uh, we were just listening, of course, to the late great Eddie Arnold singing July, You're a Woman. That's a, uh, an excerpt from his Standing Alone album from RCA, uh, put, out, put out there in 1970. Kind of hard to believe that that was uh, some 54 years ago now. Patrick, back to the conversation at hand. Uh, I was uh, reading, uh, certainly, Texas Monthly, and it's on our roadmap, had a major story on the activities of John Hagee's uh, Cornerstone Church Christians United for Israel machine, political machine, uh, working overtime on behalf of the Zionist cause after, after October 7th. They went so far as to have the Israeli ambassador to the United Nations speak live at Cornerstone Church uh, just a handful of days after October 7th. And this same uh, Israeli ambassador to the U.N. uh, was uh, uh, heavily covered a day or two ago by uh, Russia Today, RT, 
in regard to his his incredibly inflammatory statements directed at Putin and Russia uh, over uh, situations involving uh, Gaza and Palestine. Uh, and then, of course, by implication, uh, the uh, uh, various things that the ambassador said, uh, suggesting that uh, he wasn't particularly thrilled either with the uh, Russian uh, opposition to the Zelensky regime. Are we then, on the basis of an example like that one, uh, are we dealing with a situation where, like it or not, for those of us in the United States uh, who uh, are sick of Israeli genocide in Palestine generally and the land theft and now this incredible tragedy in Gaza, uh, over 30,000 dead that we know of, uh, over 60,000, closer to 70,000 injured, 70 percent of these women and children, folks, keep that in mind. Uh, those of us who oppose this on the American right, should we be drawing attention to this Bushnell tragedy and to the tragedy of Palestine and Gaza, to what is happening in the Ukraine uh, and to link the usual global homo Zionist cabal to both of those events? and emphasizing as paleocons and, and Ron Paul libertarians that we oppose Israel and their Gaza genocide. We also oppose the New World Order's attempts uh, to encircle uh, Putin's Russia. Should we link those things in, in future public protests? What do you think of that idea? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, the Gaza genocide is worth opposing for its own sake. And there, um, I, and I, you know, there are there are people in Congress who are being primaried due to their uh, principled stance against the the Gaza genocide. These are these women in the squad. There might be a black man or two in there as well. Um, and you know, amidst all of the. Uh, mainstream conservatives going up and saying, I stand with Israel. I say, I stand with these crazy black and brown bitches. That's what I say. Uh, on they're this on issue, the right, for sure. Yeah, they're on the right side. And they're, they're, taking, they're, taking, they're risking their careers. They're doing something uh, brave as a matter of principle. Even if they don't really understand fully what they're doing, they're doing it. And uh, so, yeah, I, I support them. And, uh, you know, what, what is the default? And here's one other thing. So Donald Trump right now looks like he's going to be back in the White House in January. There's all sorts of tricks up the sleeves of the establishment that doesn't want him. So it's, it's not a done deal. But at this point, it looks, it looks very possible. And I was looking, you know, on my own shows, I've, I have recently stated that, like, I really haven't he heard Trump talking much about this. Well, so I just sent you an article right before the show started. I don't suppose you had a chance to see it, but it's from the New York Times from today saying Trump really hasn't had a lot to say about this. You know, you compare him to previous Republican leaders. You compare him to other uh, establishment Republicans. Eddie Arnold intervenes again with July, You're a Woman from 1970. We'll be back so that Dr. Slattery can finish his thought 
on the Dan Koff Report on RBN Live from San Antonio. Stay tuned. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few highlights. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I have been using Extendivite for many years. Great product. I use regularly and I rarely get sick. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to T-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Their faces gone, their eyes were blurred and shirts all soaked with sweat. They're riding hard to kids that hurt but they ain't caught them yet. Cause they got to ride forever on that range up in the sky On horses snorting fire As they ride on here they're crying We are back on RBN Live The Dan Coff Report on this 
Friday, March 1st, with our special guest, Dr. Patrick Slattery. We have been discussing uh, the Aaron Bushnell situation generally, as well as specifically the candlelight vigil that will be held for Aaron here in San Antonio uh, in less than four hours from now, 5.30 p.m. is going to be take place down at the San Pedro Park. And I think the address on that is 800 West, West Ashby. Uh, I know we have it up there for you properly, I believe, in the roadmap. Dr. Slattery, getting back to a little bit of what we were talking about, here's, mm-hmm. my, fr- here's my frustration on this. I am looking at the current edition of the National Rifle Association's American Rifleman magazine. Got a lot of great articles. I get a big kick out of the picture of Clint Eastwood on the front of it. Uh, the article written about his appearance in the outlaw Josie Wales actually gets into some uh, fascinating uh, firearms history uh, that that movie helped to underscore. Now, at the same time, uh, I have an NRA ballot. Once a year, I get this thing, uh, and it has I have to vote for 25 people uh, to serve on the uh, national board of the National Rifle Association. Uh, at the same time that the NRA is having its next national convention and gun show in Dallas, that comes up in May, folks. But as I'm looking at that, there are a number of real neocons on this NRA ballot. And then when you look at the advertisements for the for the upcoming NRA national convention in Dallas in May, Donald Trump will be there, Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, and every other Republican neocon that you can think of uh, are all going to be in attendance, apparently, at this convention. Now, fascinatingly enough, I, on the one hand, am a patron member of the National Rifle Association, life member of the Texas State Rifle Association, and yet I see the extent to which the pro-war, neoconservative, uh, pro-Zionist outlook on the Republican right is, is just absolutely sickening and breathtaking to me. It's been that way for a long time. And whether you're looking at the influence of John Hagee and the Christians United for Israel people, uh, or you're looking at the way in which people like Bolton and Pompeo and uh, Nikki Haley and Bill Crystal and company keep stinking, stinking the place up uh, on the Republican right, uh, it, it, uh, I don't know how we process this because... Uh, with that influence, uh, we're largely leaving uh, the the paleocon right and the Ron Paul libertarian right out of the uh, out of the mix in terms of a lot of the national leadership positions uh, in these uh, right wing organizations that we they largely do agree with, like the NRA and the gun issue. And once again, it would seem that the uh, legitimate uh, remembrance of Aaron Bushnell and these pro-Aaron Bushnell rallies that are cropping up in American cities seem to be leaving that portion of the American right out of the mix that supports uh, the Palestinians, that supports the Gazans, that supports Putin's Russia uh, in uh, in a, what I consider to be an act of self-defense uh, against what is an American U.S. Uh, American uh, EU NATO surrogate war, illegitimate surrogate war against the Russians. Uh, I mean, is this the is the American right wing so contaminated that we can't seem to get the right people 
representing what I argue is the real right in this country, uh, more organized to be better represented uh, when the need is there, as it would be in everything ranging from an NRA national convention uh, to something like the um, uh, Aaron Bushnell uh, vigil. Uh, you know, it seems to me that the the uh, the the, uh, the paleocon right, the Ron Paul libertarian right, with all of what they offer that I think is outstanding, we always seem to be preempted in terms of public visibility at times when we need to be visible publicly. Uh, you know, how do we how do we lick this problem? It's been there for a very long period of time. It seems to me that it's getting worse. Well, 20 years ago, when the Iraq war was the big deal, uh, Ron Paul got himself a lot of public attention. He got himself on the map uh, by being out of step with the Republicans and yes. his supporters were going to these anti-war rallies that were set up by the answer coalition, the answer coalition, the coalition included, uh, openly communist organizations, but, uh, the Ron Paul people were always a presence there. Uh, and I think we're undergoing massive political realignment in the United States. The political alignment can be, people switching from Democrats to Republicans. It can, <clears throat> historically, it can involve third parties as well. I don't know exactly how it's going to play out. Part of the realignment has been the Trumpization of the Republican Party, which is ongoing. When, when Trump was inaugurated in 2017, he had very few genuine supporters in, in uh, Congress. Uh, th so things have, have changed and Trump, I mentioned Trump bef uh, before the break it, with regards to this New York Times article. And the New York Times article was just noticing that, well, Trump in the um, on October 11th, <clears throat> October 11th, four days after the uh, start of this crisis, he said that Benjamin Netanyahu had, had let the Israeli people down. And he said that Hezbollah, Hezbollah was run by very smart people, unlike Netanyahu, uh, very smart people. And, you know, he had to walk back some of those statements. Uh, the New York Times article said, well, of course, uh, Trump is being kind of petty and narcissistic. He's got a grudge against Netanyahu for having been the first foreign leader to congratulate Joe Biden on his fake election. They didn't put it in those terms, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but, but, but they, they note that Trump, his, his standard, uh, points, his standard talking points on this is it would have never happened had he been president, which is extremely vague. And it just invites people to use their own imagination. Um, Trump, of course, as, uh, president, at least on symbolic issues, was extremely pro-Israel. And uh, in terms of symbolism, the symbolism of uh, changing the signs on the, the embassy in Jerusalem, or the, ch changing the sign on the Jerusalem Council at the Jerusalem embassy, uh, things like that, he, he broke with, with precedent and went farther than any president ever had before. 
But on the other hand, he, he didn't start a new war for Israel like most of his immediate pre- predecessors have. Uh, so anyway, I'm bringing him up because um, he's a bit of a wild card on this. The assumption by default is that he's super pro-Israel. But yet you've got people like John Bolton and Mike Pompeo out there criticize and Nikki Haley uh, criticizing Trump. Uh, saying that you, you can't count on him to support Israel. Well, I hope you can't. Uh, it, saying that that Trump's uh, supports Israel to the extent that it benefits him personally. Uh, once the calculus changes and it wouldn't benefit him personally, then he's not going to support Israel. Okay. Well, let's let us try to uh, to influence those calculations. Uh, you, you, the 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 default is that, well, you've got evangelicals who are part of the Republican coalition and they, they care about Israel. I don't know how many other people really care that. I mean, boomers, how, how much do they really care about Israel? Uh, in public opinion polls, they support Israel. But I, I, I have the feeling a lot of them um, are having trouble squaring all of their you know, the pro-Israel propaganda and sentiments that they've been indoctrinated with, uh, with what they see, because, uh, I mean, Israel hurting people into a, a small area and then bombing people in line for uh, bags of flour because their families are starting, starving. It's such a bad look. So I, I think, you know, we might be able to in, influence this calculus and uh, I, I think I think it's a great thing to have uh, crazy woke socialists and um, uh, paleo anti-war paleocons uh, rubbing elbows with each other. Uh, yeah, and I think I think on this uh, again, there are so many paradoxes and contradictions and inconsistencies within what should be a left-right coalition uh, against. Uh, these uh, Zio wars in the Middle East and against uh, what the United States and, and the uh, EU and NATO are trying to do with Putin's Russia. And yet there are so many contradictions on this, so many inconsistencies. In the case of Donald Trump, of course, uh, it should be noted that Nikki Haley, John Bolton and Mike Pompeo all had very prominent foreign policy positions in the Trump administration, and, of course, uh, where Trump really ripped it with me personally was in his uh, public sanctioning of the assassination of General Soleimani of Iran. In my judgment, that was a crime, uh, and it was also an idiotic thing to do in terms of ongoing political blowback from uh, the further exacerbation of an antagonistic relationship with Iran that the United States government need not have as chiefly uh, been driven by uh, by the Israeli state and by the Zionist lobby in this country. Now, in in regard to all of this, uh, it again, uh, you know, beg, begs the question: If you have a Trump Biden rematch, uh, and you have uh, Rob uh, grossly pro Zionist Robert F. Kennedy as the so called third party alternative, I fail to see how once again how this ends up developing into a cohesive movement that would 
begin to say publicly, which virtually no one outside, outside of ourselves has been saying, and that is that this global homo movement is predominantly a Jewish Zionist movement in terms of finances and in terms of the, of the, of the real decision makers in it, that these are the people supporting the, the genocide in Gaza, the ongoing theft of Palestine. These are the people who overthrew the legitimate government of Kiev in February of 2014 and that have been working through zeros like Volodymyr, uh, the Jewish drag queen comedian Zelensky, uh, in regard to uh, keeping uh, an American-NATO-EU surrogate war uh, going against Putin's Russia, which is a part of this uh, extension of NATO that's been going on uh, ever since the Clinton administration. Uh, you know, and it, it seems to me that that what the American people uh, are not getting, because no one with a lot of corporate media exposure is pulling it together. Tucker Carlson comes closest to that, but he uh, certainly, uh, I, I don't think, has been as cohesive in worldview as people like you and I have been, uh, who are basically saying, hey, this is a seamless garment. What's happened to the United States economically, politically, morally, and culturally, in terms of our domestic culture, it's all a part of a seamless garment that leads to the center of the wheel, which is the, the uh, Zionist, Israeli, uh, uh, Jewish uh, uh, power groups in this country. And that uh, with what has happened to our domestic infrastructure, the decline of our uh, domestic uh, industrial production, uh, exported abroad deliberately, uh, these ongoing uh, Zio wars that we have been getting under both Republican and Democratic presidents, the absolute sewer that most of our urban uh, cities have become uh, in regard to people that are not even citizens of this country coming in here by literally the millions at the same time that we have a breakdown of law and order in our major cities that's an absolute disgrace for law-abiding people of uh, every color and persuasion. So, uh, uh, again, I, I'm, I continue to search for how to put, politically put together, a coalition on this that can actually begin to win at the ballot box over time, at the same time that it seems to me that the clock is ticking in terms of a, of a, uh, uh, of a, just an irretrievable American situation domestically, politically and economically, and in terms of infrastructure, the decline of our urban areas, and the fact that we are inching ever closer, it seems to me, uh, to the very real threat of a third world war that would involve Putin's Russia, the Iranians, and potentially the Chinese. I mean, I this is where we're headed, and I, I don't think uh, what has been done thus far uh, on the part of well-meaning people has scratched the surface of this. Even the people that, that will be attending, uh, and quite rightly so for those who choose to go, things like this Aaron Bushnell uh, candlelight vigil in San Antonio this evening. Uh, you know, the, It seems to me that we're, we are a snowball headed down the hill with ever-increasing speed, and uh, you know this, this may be uh, the beginning of the end of anything that we have known of the United States uh, as an entity uh, in world affairs. So uh, how do you process this? On the one hand, I think we've made a few gains, especially among people on the American right. But it seems to me not nearly enough and not uh, nearly enough in time. Uh, so I'm something of a pessimist on this. Uh, how do you feel? Yeah, I'm, I'm mixed. Uh, 
I think I'm a pessimist. When you look at things from the point of view of an American, it's it's pessimism. Uh, now, the people who are listening to my show live, well, live, you know, uh, immediately before this show, I, an hour ago, if you're listening to this live, an hour ago was my show, and I was proofreading an article. I've been doing, uh, trying to start a column, like a weekly column, and the the. For this week, the column was about a speech that Victoria Newland made last week, which was completely delusional and out of touch with reality. Um, is she delusional or is she lying? Is it some combination? I don't know. But, you know, I went into all the craziness of the speech and it was it was at the Centers for Strategic and International Studies, uh, which used to be located at Georgetown University. It's a big establishment think tank. And I pointed out the the Jewish nature of the think tank, the Jewish nature of the forum, the event, and the Jewish nature of the foreign policy establishment, you know, and the Jews involved in not just foreign policy, but the um, all of these, the, the mass immigration, the censorship, uh, you know, the... the our, our Jewish Homeland Security Director, right, who uh, was working for the Hebrew uh, Im- Immigration right. Aid Society, right? A board member. So, you know, I so at the end of the article, I, I put in that these, these these people are Jews and they they have an ethnic grudge. And, you know, I, I pointed that out. And and finally, I said, look, I'm I know everybody wants to uh, talk about globalists or Rothschilds or this or that. I'm too old and grumpy to do it. These people just need to get the hell off my lawn. Um, exactly. Well, that article can't be published. It'll demonetize the whole site. Or half a beep on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can we I will be it? right back. And the ease off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the Internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. 
Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. I'm sorry if I hurt you. I'll make it up day by day. We are back. You have been listening to the Dantoff Report on RBN Live, coming live from San Antonio, Texas, with special guest Patrick Slattery. What Dr. Slattery, I think, was driving at before the break is this, folks. In terms of having a cohesive political coalition put together, encompassing left and right where that's possible, especially in foreign policy. But we won't uh, limit it to simply foreign policy, but also domestic policy. You have to acknowledge the disproportionate role of Jews and Zionist organizations and what has happened to this country's economy, what's happened to our morals, what has happened to our culture, uh, what has happened to uh, uh, our foreign policy. And that's where we get into the whole business of demonetization. Dr. Patrick Slattery is uh, simply one of a number of people uh, with uh, the academic backgrounds and the political backgrounds who has been giving us the best possible and honest political analysis of what is the center of the wheel in all of this. And this, I think, is the central frustration Uh, When we look at people that agree with us so many times on the issues, especially in foreign policy, people I respect. That includes Ron Paul. That includes Alexander Mercurius and Douglas McGregor and many other fine folks. But the center of the wheel is something that they seem to avoid identifying uh, for understandable purposes of uh, self-survival in their professional work. Nonetheless, that is a hurdle that seems, in American political terms up to now, uh, to be uh, an insurmountable hurdle. But uh, that may change, folks, with what is happening in the Ukraine, with uh, what is uh, uh, Putin's clear sweep of what's happening there, uh, with the determination of Iran and Hezbollah, among others, uh, to keep this Israeli genocide uh, from being a total catastrophe, Uh, For the Palestinians, we start looking at the uh, economic and political and military power ongoingly growing in the part of the Chinese. It may take a catastrophe of unspeakable proportions impacting the individual American uh, for us to finally recognize the bill of goods that we have been sold by the people that have hijacked this country's domestic and foreign policy via government educational institutions, think tanks, and last but not least, the corporate news media, uh, which continues to conceal the obvious. Let me say one more thing with the time that we have remaining. I want to make sure that we get the location down for people here in South Texas and, and elsewhere who can get here by 530 in the afternoon central time. 
If you wish to attend this uh, Aaron Bushnell vigil, candlelight vigil, let me nail down the exact location for you. Hold on. Let's see here. The uh, Friday, 5.30 p.m. Outside the Public Theater of San Antonio. San Pedro Spring Park. 800 West Ashby Place. Uh, Just uh, search out uh, Aaron Bushnell and San Antonio Candlelight Vigil. And that should come up for you even on Google. I'd like to thank my special guest, Dr. Patrick Slattery, for his involvement in this conversation today on the Dan Koff Report. We will keep fighting for you folks and fighting for our own survival, even as we recognize that things look a lot darker and time seems to be running out. Help us to the extent that you can. God bless. See you next week. One of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. You're listening to Real Talk Radio. Only on the Republic Broadcasting Network.